This is the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes, and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners globally. This podcast is now sponsored and supported by Hunted. Hunted is the destination for recruitment careers. You can download the mobile app or visit hunted.com to step inside the offices of hundreds of the world's best recruitment brands and see what it's actually like to work there. If you did not know, recruitment skills are in high demand and there's never been such a diverse range of opportunities out there for recruiters. On Hunted, you can filter jobs and brands by location, sector and size, as well as nearly 60 different badges that are awarded to businesses based on their features and benefits. You can discover brands who will relocate you overseas, brands that offer flexible working or brands that are a fast growth and with an in-house L&D function. Filter by companies in WeWorks, companies with office dogs, or companies that have invested in a mental well-being initiative. You can build an anonymous profile in minutes and spec yourself into brands to learn more. Or you can let businesses approach you with opportunities that match your preferences. And if you want to have a bit more of a human touch, then Hunted's expert talent team are on hand to support you securing your next role. You can follow Hunted on LinkedIn to ensure you never miss out on the industry's best content and objective advice, connecting you with the opportunity and helping you make the most of your recruitment career. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz. And today I'm in the uh, very cool and funky uh, Wiser offices and I'm joined um, by April Turner who is a growth manager and working for the Wiser elite team. And we're in the dark room, aren't we? We are in the dark room today. Indeed. But we've got some lights in, we didn't we? To get, get a bit more light yeah. in. Um, <laughs> this is soundproof, isn't it? It is. This is awesome. Yeah. So um, for those that haven't checked out the Wiser offices, they're, they're pretty cool, aren't they? Yeah, I won several awards for it. Oh, just okay. saying. Nice, just get that in there <laughs> nice and early. Um, but no, it's really cool here. But as I was just saying, where I always, always like to start April is how did you get into recruitment? So it's a bit of a funny one, actually. I, uh, I think I was just born into it because my mum had her own recruitment company. You were born into recruitment? I, That's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> well, when I was born, my mum was a recruiter, right? Oh, wow, so, okay, yeah, yeah. cool. So um, she had her own recruitment company. She was like top biller at Huntress for like four years in a row in London. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then like, obviously I used to come home from school and like no day was the same for her. So like it was like one day was like, yeah, I've been out with clients, I'm yeah, socialising. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, next yeah. day it was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and I was like, I do want a role where it's not the same every day. Mm. So I was like, fine. And then... You know, got a brother who's five years older than me. He steps into recruitment. So I'm now looking at my brother, yeah. Um, now he's built a really successful tech recruitment company. So I think it was always just meant to happen. I would have what? someday that, fallen this is, into this it. This is the first time this has ever happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So a few things within that then. So just quickly to frame it up. So uh, born into recruitment. Yes, born into <laughs> recruitment. So you then worked for one business for how many years? Uh, I worked for Certus for three and just over three years, yeah. Yeah. And then you went into tech sales. I did. And then you're now here at Wiser. Yeah. Right. Okay. Months in, yeah. Cool. So I'm excited to to go through that journey with you. But firstly, I have to say, like, grow, growing up, then what the hell was your perception of recruitment? So you touched on it a bit there. Like, yeah. my mum one day would be absolutely buzzing. I love this job. Da, yeah. Da, da, um, going taking you on big bill of lunches, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I was but in no. the lunch clubs yeah. as a baby. Yeah, but <laughs> absolutely like, loving it, right? And then that's that's really interesting. That you also noticed that she was had some really bad days and yeah. tough days, right? Which Definitely. that is what recruitment is. So I guess like, what was your perception growing up of recruitment, and how did that evolve by the time you got into it? I think yeah, it was like everyone's perception, right? It was like up and down all the time. Like no mm. one day was the same. But like from an early age, you just get this view on it that 
whatever it will do, it will like pay your way through life and you'll quite mm. quickly just pick up on everything, right? So mm. even from like a young age, from like year, I would say year seven, from the minute I really understood like any business language, I probably knew a lot more than someone in my year, just from really? my, like my mum would speak or my brother would speak. What, because so, what, you'd go home and they're trying to close deals in the kitchen? Well, yeah, yeah, I'd be closing deals. I'd have my chicken <laughs> kiefs in the oven and mum like walking around the kitchen That's island so trying to close okay. deals. But, All right, yeah. so then, and then would, did they actively encourage you to get into the industry? Uh, my mum always said that I'd be good at it just really? because I like love people right but she said that maybe you know the up and down part i won't enjoy as much but uh, but yeah definitely my mum pushed it not in a bad way but more all right and then a quick one then like how did they sell it to you so i'd be interested to hear my mum how did she sell it to me how did she sell i don't think she had to sell it to me i think it was more her like seeing that i loved what she was doing yeah yeah. like you should try it so i was like when i left school at uh 17 it was like that age where it's like do i just get a job in like customer service or being a state agent and I was said to my mum I'm going to interview at Fox and she was like right, just just don't do that just like yeah. get get into London if you want your weekends yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> well recruitment do you want your evenings so. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true That's true. Um, but yeah so she just said like get into so how so did she not get did she not get you into some companies then like did you just do that all yourself Oh like no, I did that myself. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, that's how enough. I found Certus. I messaged really? uh, JB, the uh, um, RCO at the time, like, hey, yeah. give me a job when I came in. Yeah, that is mad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. cool. And then I guess, like, when when that happened, I guess through that process, you must have been like, yeah, I know recruitment. Like, my family do it. Da, yeah. Da, da. Like, how did you then? Because that must be interesting that you've got obviously people that are close to you that are in it. What did you sort of look out for when joining the company or was you just open to sort of just getting involved, getting straight into it, these types of things? It's actually funny you say that. So remember when I had my, f- I had three interviews in London when I was 18 and one was at Networks International with that oil and gas recruitment. I can't remember the other one. It was at High Street, I think. And then there was Certus. And without any prompt, I just knew that what, what company would be right for me. Obviously, like some are just like boiler room environments, yeah. all lads, like not one female mm. on the sales floor. Just like literally like Wolf of Wall yeah, Street that's really style. Interesting. Um, so, so what, what gravitated to you towards Certus then? I Why think it I was just, that? you know, like they pushed that whole like young people dreaming big, like get in and we'll give you the opportunity. And like mm. James Thompson, a guy who was there, I still to this day would say he's the best recruiter I've ever met. He just, really? Yeah, yeah. He just like the way he sold it and like the impact that he had in a room. You're just like, I want to work for this guy. Mm. And I think that's well, just Well, talk a bit about that then. Like what sort Because of, it's really interesting to say that. So we'll we'll get onto this because obviously part of your new role now is employer branding and stuff yeah. like that. And I have my own view on that from my own experience and when we were working with recruitment agencies and a big, obviously, challenge is get, attracting talent, right? Yeah. And for me, I just think a lot of people miss the part when they go to promote the, the, the office environment and only promote that and don't elevate people like that, that person that you met in the room. Do you get what I mean? I think there's a really big thing there that people are missing. Huge. That do, do you know what I mean? We'll get into that, but I guess talk a bit about like what what did that presence feel like and how did you sell it why was it so impressive and why did it sort of get you brought in even though you're brought in but like yeah. you were like 100% I'm working for them yeah. and, and no one else like I what think, sort of things do you talk about I think like if we're looking at time wise it's 2013 right so we're now six years on and people look at other elements like a ping pong table and a beer fridge and yeah. you know like quirky offices which is all great but at the time you're so like organic and like fresh to the industry that the thing that you're being solely sold on is the person in front of you mm. So it's like, then you're going, can I get, is this guy going to get me earning 60, 70 grand my first year? Yes or no? Because that's what recruitment was solely based on. Now Mm. it's like, is this person, is this company going to get me through mental health, Mm. like diversity, like having fun and making friends? But then it was like, right, is this person going to make me like a millionaire? Yeah, yeah. So it's 18. That's how you viewed it. So you really thought he could help you get, That's how I was like, yeah, that's how I looked at it. He had the Rolex on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Classic (laughs) recruitment. (laughs) That's so jokes. Okay, cool. No, I love that. That's really interesting. So, um, okay. So then, obviously, you was there for a really solid stint. So I think yeah. that's cool. I think the fact that you, like that was your first job and you had a really solid time there. Yeah. How how were your first twelve months? They were hard. So I think at one point for the first five months, I cried at least twice a week. Really, really hard. What were you crying about? It's just like you know. You know, booking in a candidate and then not showing up for a, for like oh, a meeting with you. Killer. You know, and the mindset then it was like we wouldn't go out and meet candidates. You'd get them in the office, right? So mm. it's like get them in the office, and then you'd be waiting at six thirty. Yeah, yeah, based okay, on cool, Baker cool. Street. Yeah. you'd be waiting at six thirty, and they wouldn't show up. Yeah, you know, and like that kind of thing. You'd be like, why? What have I done wrong? And then you like wouldn't be closing the deals, and you'd be solely relying on your consultant to close the deal, and it yeah, would just be that yeah, impact. Yeah, yeah. But I just remember it was like month six, nine or ten, and it clicked, and I did like forty-seven k in my first Shut like up. billing month as a, as a research, researcher, like a really? resourcer. And my That's boss mad. looked at me and was like, "This is why you just have to keep going, yeah, just yeah, keep yeah. keep going." Well, let, let's un- let's, let's definitely unpack that because a lot of people listen to this who 
it's difference between have been doing recruitment for a while or early on in these things yeah. so a few a few things around that then um april is so firstly just give me a bit of context so did you just go straight in and focus on candidates like what yeah. market, what market was you recruiting for yeah so i worked um for what was called like digital which is a combination of like events publishing business information okay and you yeah. went straight in sourcing candidates yeah so started learning your craft that way yeah and then um was you supporting someone then so was you working mm-hmm. on jobs that other consultants had yeah. and how big was the agency actually uh 45 ish people oh I really yeah, okay yeah. interesting yeah. um Okay, so I was cracking on with candidates, etc. When did you then start doing BD? Was uh, I would say, well, BD was always like ingrained from the get-go. So really? we would do cold calling from 10 to 11 every morning. What, when you first started? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fucking hell. Remember, I remember you'd be like, get on the phone, get on the phone. Really? You'd be like, <laughs> you'd literally be like picking it up. Oh, hello, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> That's so jokes. Okay, cool. So um, how long did it take? To, so you said you had that huge month. Yeah. But like leading up to that, like what went on? You said you was crying twice a week. Like, did you build much? Did you not build Not really all? that much. I think like the most I'd probably done at that point was like seven and a half K, so just over threshold. So it was really? never really enough to see Well, like as in per month? No, not consistently though. Yeah, so like yeah, yeah. I think I joined in like February. So February to maybe like October, November time, I'd done combined 25K. Really? Which wasn't that good. Yeah, yeah. I built 24K in my first year. Oh, I thought you were saying your first month. I was like, all right, big shot. <laughs> no, mate, no, I'm, no, I'm very, I'm wow. very open about that. What were you shit. doing? Mate, I was smashing the phones. That's exactly were what you? I was doing, yeah. I think you were making coffees, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but totally take that. But I guess one, one I'm interested in understanding that is like you, you mentioned there that it clicked. So I guess leading up to that point, firstly, like, so you said a bit about people letting you down and these things. Like, was there anything else in there that like was just, causing this emotion to be like was you doubting yourself and was you like just not understanding why you why it wasn't working well it's like the first time you've ever really been in an environment where you have to do something right so one thing i always say is they don't teach you enough at school is like really how to you know adapt to working environments or get your head down or be consistent or don't get distracted so you've gone from running around in a playground like selling cookies from sainsbury's and Mm. not really having any responsibility to actually going into a working environment where you've got a 50 year old guy telling you to get on the phone so it was like I don't even know what I'm good at. I don't know what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, Mum's yeah. telling me to get do this job and I'm I'm like cold calling and I'm trying to get through that past these gatekeepers. Mm. And it's like, what am I doing? And I'm seeing these people that are successful, but I'm not getting there. Why am I not? And I mm. think the biggest problem that people have is that they want it now. Yeah. They think they can get in, just get on the phone and make money straight away. And, and that's quite honestly not the reality. Sorry oh, for those that think it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think that's really well put. So I guess what, what made you get through that then? Like, so I guess that that month must have been a huge moment for you. Like, that was fucking it. Hell, I can Honestly, do it. that was it. But like, yeah. what, what, what? Because a lot of people would, would have quit. Like, if they're mm-hmm. like, if they're going home, if their mum wasn't a recruiter, right? They're going home, and April's coming home, and she's crying. She's like, April, what the fuck are you doing? Like, leave the job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so like, absolutely. What, so what? What? Um, what helped you get through that? I guess obviously knowing what your mum's achieved in her life and these yeah. things helped, but yeah. like what helped you get through those times, which no doubt I'm sure you felt about quitting and these things. Like what, what helped you get through that? I think uh, fortunately for me, I could go home and mum would be like, look, you'll just have these days. So that yeah. helps, right? Because if you've got a mum who's like a it's nurse, really she'd be like, yeah, what yeah, on yeah, earth? Yeah. Like this is not yeah. normal. You <laughs> yeah. shouldn't be this up and down in your first yeah, six yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. But I think sometimes when you have those moments, even if you're six months in or even now like six and a half years into your career in recruitment, mm. you know, just have those moments where you just think, like, what am I doing this for? Mm. You know, you just think like, right, is it the big shiny car or like the detached house and the, yeah, the ta- Rottweilers and the family? Or do you want to just do it because you just like, there's an element of the job that satisfies you. And honestly then, I'm not kidding you and I have it to this day, yeah. if you can chat to someone on the phone and listen to what they want and find them a job they want, it is so rewarding. Yeah, yeah. And I just had no, I this pile of candidates that I just kept placing and placing. And that's when I did the month, like 50, nearly 50K a month. And they all, honestly, it was like recommendation LinkedIn. Thank you, April. Thank you. You found my job in my dreams. And half of them are still in the same company six years really? on. That's wicked. So it's that feeling. It's like, mm. that's what you're doing it for. Mm. So, so what you're saying there is, you tapped into obviously I liked the idea of the Rolex but what? why am I actually doing exactly this? Do and I don't mean? think enough people are taught that as recruiters mm. we're here to consult and we don't mm. get taught that from like the offset yeah for sure I think um, I did uh, I released um, an episode with a guy called James Dean and we sort of both agreed because I had this like we, he said like the biggest thing that he learned was not was not to like stop being a yes man yeah 
I don't know if you had that experience that where like basically that transition of being a consultant, you start off like if a client says, yeah, not sure about this guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I understand. And then on to the next thing. Do you get what I mean? Whereas as you get yeah, better, yeah, more absolutely. confident, more consultative. Well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, it's interesting to say that. So love that. So then what, so I think you just tapped into them, but what clicked then? What are the things that, so you, you then, you just said that you really listened to what people wanted. Mm -hmm. That obviously was a key thing, but what what do you think changed for them to have this huge big just month? having the confidence to know what i'm talking about because for the first seven months you're just like an industry expert right you mm. think you know what you're talking about but you don't but then just the moment that clicked it was like i actually know what i'm talking about i'm enjoying it people are like listening to me and like people around you are like april you sounded well good on that call yeah, and you're like that's you're great and that's confident. when it clicks and yeah, you're like the confidence, yeah. confidence bit comes yeah. in that confidence helps, is key. yeah yeah definitely. so i think when you like really back yourself not yeah. in an egotistical or arrogant way, but yeah. really, you're really confident that this person that I'm calling now should be speaking to me because I can actually help yeah. them and I know I'm well informed and I know what's going on in the market. Exactly. Like when you actually truly believe that, it's, it, is, it is a game changer. But it's hard, it is hard to get to that point when you're a couple of months in. Oh, of course, so I yeah. Guess, so I guess um, just quickly then before we move on, like if I'm sort of a couple of months in, I know what I did, but like, what would your advice be to get more confident in these things? Would it be to listen more when you're on the calls and just find out what, like understand more about your market by listening and asking yeah. good questions? You know what I mean? How did you yeah, get to be more confident? I think that one thing is like a new start in recruitment you need to remember is like, recruitment consultants are busy, it's 360, it's 360 times 10,000, do you know what I mean? There's so mm. many parts of your job. And when you come in as a newbie, you're told to like sit with the consultants and listen to their calls, but they're always going to be busier and they might not necessarily think of you first. So as a newbie starting out, I would honestly say nag people. Let me listen. Let me yeah, yeah. nag them. Listen really to advice. listen to the calls. Go to the meetings. Find champions. Find mentors. Read books. Like do everything you can because unfortunately, the world that we live in, people are too busy. And whether mm. they're they're good people or not, you know, like if I've got a twenty k pitch, I need to go out to. I need to go to it yeah, yeah, and yeah. I might have some training booked in or you know sometimes you just need to like nag and like make yeah, it happen yeah. but I, I'd, I'd, I'd just ran that off by saying also by you doing that you'd actually probably be really pleasantly surprised how many people are willing to help so I'm sure if you're absolutely. nagging from the right place that generally you are willing course, to learn absolutely. you'll be surprised how many people are actually willing to help you yeah definitely do you know what I mean uh -huh. um that's really interesting. Really interesting first 12 months. Really? Huh? How much did you build in your first 12 months then? Uh, I think it was like 112. Not bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. Decent. Yeah, yeah, it's decent. Cool. Okay, so going into year two and year three then, yeah. did you just continue building? Like, Did you then start yeah. building your own niche, start building your own client yeah. base, etc. Yeah? Yeah, just carried on building. I absolutely loved it. Really? Yeah, I, can yeah, tell I was like the queen of business information recruitment. I really? Mean, like all my clients, they all knew, like, it was just honestly epic. I, always, I actually said this to my boss, Jack, the other day. I was like, when you think back of like your happiest time, and like, I'm absolutely happy now, but you know when you're like 19, 20, you've got no worries other than the direct debit that you're paying for your mobile at the end of the oh month. Oh my like, God, like, And you're earning good money. And I just remember like, I was a bit of a big shot. I was walking in the office, like billing, you know, like I knew what I was talking about. My clients just love, honestly, I loved it. Yeah, that was my little empire. So 2014, 15 went by best years, definitely. Really? Yeah. Cool. So let's, so let's just um, unpack a bit there as to like, so firstly, I always get people to sort of be open and honest about how they're performing in these things because sure. I think that's typically what a lot of recruiters lie about, right? If you were yeah. to go on a night out right now and be like, yeah, I'm a recruiter, yeah, okay, how well are you doing? Yeah, fucking great, <laughs> mate. I can go find out to build 24K in one year. Do you know what I mean? So like, what, how what did you, you did. continue? <laughs> exactly. Did you continue to like increase your billings? Did that, did that go in, right, in the no, right direction? No, not necessarily. Really? I think one of the biggest problems that I have even now is to be consistent. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, as good you... as your last month, isn't it? That's, well, that's, that's exactly the hardest it. thing. It's so hard, right? And if you go on holiday for 10 days and your month's screwed, so you have to like, you have mm. to like pre-plan almost. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I definitely say, well, you know, annually I'd always hit target, but I'd have months where I did like 3K. Really? But then the next month would like make up for it. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I've got this thing where I've, I honestly believe it to this day that you should never work hard, work smart. So Ooh. I'm quite reactive, right? So I'll, I won't necessarily go and build like five projects a day and message loads of people. I'll be quite reliant on like the network that I have. Really? And that will probably be the problem is why I'll have those 3K months because I'll yeah. be like, well, nothing's happening this month. Why is it not, why is it, where's all the yeah, business coming yeah, yeah. from? You so, gotta have that balance of being yeah, proactive yeah, yeah. and okay, cool. Definitely. So before we before we move on to like the tech sales piece, just just interested to just talk a bit more about, so you, you seem really happy then when you're talking about, yeah, I built this empire, these things. Like yeah. obviously a huge part to that is clients, right? Yeah. 
So like, let's let's talk a bit about, so the, the most common thing I get asked about is is business development. Yeah. So like, as you continue to get more confident and, and speaking to the clients that you can help, like mm-hmm. how did you go about building that empire? Like what are some of the key things that you learned and what you got better at, would you say? Uh, I would think just like making the most of candidates, uh, like questioning where they're interviewing, who they're meeting. Mm. Uh, and then you just like start to build a picture in your head of like who's hiring and what company and what role they're hiring for and what mm. candidates they want. And then that p- those candidates start to talk about you and they're building your brand for you. Mm. So that by the point you're doing business development, it's not really hard, like hard cold calling. It's mm. like you can be like, hey, you know, like someone mentioned your name the other day. They said you were hiring or I'm working yeah, with yeah, X yeah. at this company. So you got to go in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just okay. having like smart conversations, really. What do you mean by that? Not going at it, not going at it from an approach of like, I need to do 60K this month. I need to get on the phone and like cold call. It's, you know, every person you meet, you have no idea who they, what, who their network is or the power that they have or who they met an hour before they met you or Mm. what their situation is. So just chat to them like humans and then they'll start to like let things go and they'll be like, yeah, I met with Terry at, you know, X, Y, Z. He's hiring for a BDM and be like, oh really? And then you just start to build, honestly, it's like building a little empire and you start to know who's hiring, where they're hiring, what level they're hiring, how mm. much they're paying, if they're using agencies. And then by the time you go and have that conversation, that cold call, or that first prospecting email, Smart you've got a picture of what's going on. And then mm. they're like, actually, this person's fairly switched on. They know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I really like the way that you put that. So if I'm, if I'm a recruit right now and I'm not having Smart BD calls, how do I start doing that? Because that makes complete sense. But like a recruiter's world is quite chaos. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so like the way that you broke that down now, I really liked it, but... How can I start doing more of that? So it's ask better questions from the candidates, yeah. make the most of that. I think you mentioned a bit there about actually approach these conversations like just genuine conversation, like, oh my God, I need to get this out of this conversation yeah. or if I don't get more out of these BD calls and I'm not going to hit my mm-hmm. 60K target, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So how, like just, just, some, just some practical tips then to get more in that position to yeah. ask, uh, have more uh, smart conversations. What would you say? Just like if you're going to like really get it down to detail, yeah. obviously you need to market map. That's like one of the most important things. Yeah, so if yeah. you're looking at like MarTech, then within MarTech you've got like social, you've got email, you've got like multi-channel, like all these different areas. Mm. Then you want to be looking at like the best companies to work for, like Times Top 100, and then that's the kind of brands that you want to sell anyway as a recruiter, mm. right? And then look at the hiring managers and just like be follow what they're doing on LinkedIn and be like, hey, notice you did this the other day or notice you held this event and just message them. Mm. Doesn't the the first message or interaction you have with a prospect doesn't need to be to sell your services. It can just I like be it, April. I like it. Hey, you know, let's do a podcast together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, no, like no, you're you're totally right. I think um I think we're all so quick to sell, aren't we? Yeah, too quick. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll get onto this because it's something obviously that I'm I'm building a business around now, personal branding, these things. And I think that is where that is where recruiters are missing the trick. Like the best mm-hmm. recruiters don't go straight in there. And essentially what you're sh- talking about there is they're thinking about what can I get out of this relationship like yeah. from day one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. And obviously you have to be to the point sometimes otherwise you're not going to get anything out of the relationship but it doesn't mean you always have to start with like what you want out of it and straight there do you get what i mean cool so you then went into tech sales yeah yeah. how the hell did that happen so when i yeah towards the end of 30 it was like everyone was like yeah i'm going into tech i'm going into SaaS. it's just so cool (laughs) trendy so i was like i'm gonna follow that whatever that means um and i followed it did it for a while so what did you get what use recruiter I know I didn't actually. Did not. I went direct. <laughs> <laughs> no, just because well, I thought someone might touch you no, up no, and no. said, so "Have you ever thought about actually, tech sales?" One of my friends um, worked at the company. Sold you the dream. Yeah, yeah, sold me the dream. Actually, it was good. Um, so what? So what? Just give me a bit of insight into that. So like, um, what? What type of tech solutions were you selling? Uh, it was at the time like programmatic. So you can call it tech. It's like ad tech. It's campaign led. It's a bit. It's not like software sales. Okay. Your face what does that mean? Confusing. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Come on, uh, speak, speak short, my language. It's, a, it's like the like automated way of buying and selling like media online. So it's like okay. you go d- go onto the Daily Mail, right? And you've been doing some shopping at JD. Go on the Daily Mail, and you got a few trainers and discount. Oh, bloody hell! There hey, when we that go. Happens. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> how 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 nice is it when you go shopping and they're showing you what you want? Yeah, yeah, That's you're what right. I used to say. Oh, okay, cool. So, um, so then and then give me a bit of a flavour as to like so that was straight B two B. Yes. Okay. And I sold into recruitment. So, oh, really? That's yeah, what I was yeah. going to say. So who was your client base? Yeah, yeah. So I sell into like Trinity Mirror, right? So if you're all total jobs. Okay. So if you were looking for jobs and yeah. then you left Total Jobs website, we're going like shopping. And then, then you get be hit like, with Total Job ads. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like, hey, you just looked at this BDM role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so now, your mate. typical client would be 
a lot of people like Total Jobs. That's how I came across Wiser. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was selling to Wiser. <laughs> so how did recruitment businesses like take that? So was they it- would have like marketing teams, right? And these guys would have budgets and they'll have different teams and they'll think about how can we, you know. Yeah, well, I was selling to these customers. people so I can relate to this. Well, yeah. So um, oh, I think this is a conversation for another time. It's very, way too technical. <laughs> like, no, I'm just, just interested. So I guess, um, so it was just, so you went from that. I guess what, so what was you, like, why was you excited by that? Was it just like. It was a very similar to culture to recruitment which really is quite affairs. hard to find yeah fair enough yeah yeah so like in software sales it's like honestly it's epic and you learn so much but it's very like head down doing demos maybe quiet rooms and mm. it's maybe not the same culture from like bantering around the office fun sociable i don't really know i don't want to speak on behalf of everyone out there yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. what i found and then went into this company and i knew a few people there um pretty sweet it was growing and i really wanted to work for a big brand as well really? we were like a thousand people mm. so going from like a 50-man tech com- uh, recruitment company to a thousand employee business why did you want to work for a big company because i always think it's good to have a mixture of both because mm. if you've got exposure to the ceo in one company right yeah. but then one day you've got to go like jump through hoops to get anything done it's good to have that balance yeah, and know agree. what you want on the back of it okay so before we get into um when you join wiser then mm-hmm. just just on that point because I have my own experience of that. I went from a big insurance company to then a small independent insurance broker, had direct access to the owner and then went to an agency of eight people where yeah. I sat next to the owner of the business. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that it's good to experience both. Definitely yeah. agree. What What would you say, and obviously now working at Wise, you can obviously include that as well. What's been sort of your thoughts on the pros and cons of working for a bigger company to a business where you have direct access to the owner and, and your experiences there, what would you say? Um, yeah, definitely like the whole jumping through hoop thing. Like you don't really have exposure. I've, so my preference is always a smaller company. Yeah, so I don't know what I'm favour of, of yeah. smaller companies. But um, I think just having exposure to like the view of the business and where it's going. So it's like at V, you know, it was really hard to know any, like any day like what was going on, if it was good or bad. Mm. And obviously the result of it, like we all yeah, got made so redundant. True. So. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I guess also with that is like when we were saying earlier about like tapping into like why you're doing it, it's a bit harder to understand that. Do you know what I mean? It just feels a bit more like, well, yeah, it's my job. But like, yeah. I've got to sell this. But yeah. there's a bit less why behind it, isn't there? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay. Anything else to add to that? I feel like there's a, there could be a few more takeaways or not. Like what's been the ben- yeah. what's been one of the big benefits for you then for working for a smaller business or a smaller to growing business? Because you're not, you know, like you come in and you have your job title, right? Let's say like recruitment consultant, you have your target and you have your market. But like if the CEO's coming in one day in a small company and you know, like they're having a day where it's like, guys, where are the numbers? What's going on? You really see that like they need it, not in a yeah. like, oh my God, we're struggling kind of way, mm. but like you understand why they're doing it. Like you get exposure to their body language, why yeah. they're thinking it, why they set it up. So like all of a sudden you get that like spark that comes back in. You're like, yeah, shit, I'm actually doing this for yeah, a reason. Yeah, that's a really good point. So it's like getting exposure to that. I just don't, I don't, honestly, I don't think you can be bought. It's brilliant. You can't put a price on that, can no, you? you no, that, so what would your advice be to someone that, again, because the thing is a lot of people, they'll get their first job in recruitment. They might stay in it a year, two years, three years. Yeah. Then again, absolutely caned by Rectorex because mm-hmm. they've got a year two years experience <laughs> yeah. right and they're thinking right look there's loads of jobs out there and obviously the thing is recruitment is a very high demand skill set right yeah. so there'll be a lot of people listening that maybe in a big company smaller company growing business like what do you what do you think you mentioned two things there but if I'm a recruit right now a bit of a crossroads I'm like right should I join a smaller business should I join a big big business like Hayes or S3 or whatever yeah what would you be saying to those people I would definitely say join a smaller business really yeah 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 definitely. I, I, I definitely agree with that one 100% cool so we now get on to Wiser Wiser so you obviously so you got (laughs) (laughs) so you got so you got made redundant yeah I mean yeah you went yeah that's another conversation (laughs) cool no that's fine so then so literally at that point we were like okay like maybe I should get back into recruitment yeah did you want to get back into it yeah I mean yeah there was a company that I went for for a short period of time that's not you know, not, not on the LinkedIn profile. Not on the LinkedIn profile, <laughs> bit of a bad experience. But Fair uh, enough. there you go. So I actually cool. being quite honest. I um I took like three months off for joining Wiser. I had massively suffered from um depression. Whoa, okay, we're gonna yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 massively. Okay. Uh, I thought you sorry, I was I thought you were gonna say, Yeah, I went to Bali, I went travelling and you <laughs> No, like, no, no, I wish, I wish. I've still yet to do that. I think I'll do it one day, but not yet. Yeah. Well we'll um, definitely we'll def- for me, just to let you know. Mm-hmm. Um it, that that's a huge thing for me to talk yeah. about in an open, honest way. So we'll definitely 
um, talk about that. But yeah. I guess, like, so how did you get to the point, just quickly, as to how you got to Wiser, though? Like, tell yeah. me a bit about that. So I sold, I was selling to Wiser at V, uh, and I came across a fantastic guy who's still here today, a guy called Will Cooper. <laughs> uh, he's in, like, the sales team, but I was trying to sell to him, and little did I know he was trying to sell to me as well. <laughs> and then he messaged me in January last year, <laughs> was like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm actually looking. So I came in, met Jack Catherall, met Will, and I honestly just loved it. And my, really? my CEO, Finn, as I walked in for the interview, he's like, hey, I've, I've been messaging you consistently for like four years and you just haven't ever come back really? to me. And I was like, oh my God, when I was looking through the messages, I was like, shit, Easy I missed to do those. That, yeah, yeah. And that's how I'm here 18 really? months later, yeah. And uh, so you've been here for 18 months, yeah? Indeed. Okay. As you brought it up, let's talk about it. Yes. So you had a, a couple of months off. Yeah. What was going on? I just had a bit of like moment. Where I was like, "What on earth is going on?" Because when you go from like, and how old was you at this point? Twenty. What am I now? Twenty-five. Twenty-three. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Well. Um. So obviously, because I didn't go to uni, I was like, went straight into work at eighteen. I was like in this fast-paced like recruitment job for like three and a half years. I was like top biller for two years in a row. I was going to Vegas, loving life. Everything was just going really well. And then when you go from like quite quick turnaround in recruitment, like you can turn your months like around quite quickly. Mm. Software sales is another beast. It's yeah, like, it's like, it's like lo- nine to term. twelve months. Yeah, it's horrible. You know, you need to be really smart and you need to have like real training to be successful at software sales. Mm. And then I joined this company and it was just an absolute shit story. So you went from like frank. you went from like top dog to like yeah, it was being absolute, nothing. Yeah, basically. Mm. Um, and Damn his ego. Just start to question myself. Really, like, really did, and I, and I was just like, I, was, I just don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, and it was just a really so, what, so did you so over those three months and there was a mixture of like so you went from that whole journey which obviously mm. must have been tough yeah so then what you was looking at yourself in the mirror and like what the, what the yeah. fuck's going I on I went like, home what? working in a pub part time walking really? the dogs every morning it was so one what, of you those just lost moments. your purpose a bit yeah absolutely it was so frustrating okay. but luckily you know these things happen so so what like what sort of things did you learn through that period then because like obviously you can now clearly I know it's something you're passionate about I've seen the mm. stuff you put on LinkedIn and stuff so like yeah what have you learned f- learned through that process of obviously I'm sure plenty of days where you're like, oh my God, what am I doing in my life? Da, 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 all yeah. this to down yourself, all this. So like yeah. what looking back, which is obviously a great thing. Yeah. What sort of things did you take from that whole experience then? I think I just let things get to me way too easily. Really? You know, like if you meet some of the most successful people in the world, like salespeople or just in general, one of the things they do really well is just consistently don't show their emotion or don't get attached to things. I wouldn't so. say show their emotion. But I meant like in the sales process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like if okay, you've got fairs. a deal happening. You so you've got like, a bit too emotionally attached. Yeah, way too attached. And I would mm. let a deal that's not happening affect me affect so you. much that I would lock myself that's a really in a good room point. for the afternoon. And I'd be like, I've done it. It's my fault. What have I done wrong? Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, really good salespeople would be like, just don't get attached to it. Just carry on the next one, then the next one, the next one. Mm. So I look back now and I'll be like, I will never be that person ever again. Really? Like I had a good guy not accepting off the other day and I honestly laughed at it. And I was like, on to the next one. Yeah. Whereas two years ago, I'd be like, <gasps> I can't do this <laughs> <laughs> So, w- was that the biggest thing then? So, like yes. going through that period, you're like Absolutely. April. Like I can't, I can't get so attached. I no. can't let basically um, your circumstances dictate how you feel mm-hmm. and these things, right? Yeah. I think just to add to what you said there, because that was one of my biggest challenges. And to be totally honest with you, a lot of the um, a lot of the consultants I work with were female, mm-hmm. and I think obviously my opinion but you guys are a lot easier to get emotionally attached to things oh and all God, that like, compared to my us guys right? laugh at me all the time yeah exactly it. which is cool like obviously there's pros and cons to that obviously yeah. but i think what i had to get better at is totally that is that it's one i think there's a mixture of you can't get really emotionally attached and let that deal falling out dictate how you approach the rest of the afternoon or how you feel mm-hmm. but you have to be willing to look in the mirror and take accountability and say Absolutely. okay what could i've done better yeah so it's, like it's so nice it's blend, exactly it? so it's less like april what the hell have you done like mm-hmm. how, what this is your fault like mm-hmm. what have you done wrong blah 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 and more so okay what could i've done better in that situation you literally hit learned. the nail on the head it's about yeah. how can you look at that rock deal that didn't happen learn from it and move on with it versus going I'm an idiot it was my fault yeah. getting in a strop and then walking off mm. like there's always there's always more you could have done always and that's like the frustrating thing there is always more you could have done when is it a time when you've gone I actually did everything right there and it just happened to not work, work out does it yeah but um but yeah 
That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. That's all right. So, like, I guess how obviously through that whole experience, it helped you cultivate the sort of mindset you have now. Mm-hmm. But like, how did you start implementing that? Do you know what I mean? Because it can't have just just gone like that. In do you know what, what I mean? do you mean? So, like, obviously, you just said there that obviously the, that's that's how you used to be. You'd be really emotionally attached. Like, if something um, dropped out, you'd lock yourself in the room. Yeah. Now you're at wiser, and obviously, you haven't got that approach. That three mm-hmm. months helped you. I guess mold you to then you don't approach it that way but how did you start when things didn't go bad what did you start doing differently do you get what I mean yeah I mean let me add I still have those days yeah like, of course <laughs> of course that's what I'm saying my so team what, will listen to this and be like she definitely yeah but that's what I'm saying so like what have you have you have you started I don't know do you have any new habits that help yeah, you yeah I do, you, do, you, do you, okay talk to me you know it's just like if you look at like look at other areas in the job that you love like obviously like this event side that I've started doing I know it sounds really silly but like I actually have fallen in love with the whole part of myself that I didn't even know existed, like helping people. Mm. So like when you've got another part to your job that you love, you those little things don't really make such a big impact to you. Okay. Does that make sense? I think so. So it's like, why, why, let's say when I started Wiser, my role was full 360 recruitment, come in, build a desk, yep. get clients, close candidates, get people jobs, right? So when Canic didn't accept, that was so crucial to my mm. success. So crucial. It was a number, like numbers. If you hit your number, you're a newbie. You're coming in. You're building a desk. And I'd be like, Oh my god, this is the CEO's gonna be looking at me. But mm. no one is. But then like now, where you start to like build your brand and you start to adapt to the industry, like running a community, doing the event side, the little bits on things. the side yeah, yeah. No, you're right. don't really, really have as much of an impact. And that's why I think it's so important that as a recruiter, no matter how far you go in your career, it's really important that you try to do other parts of the job as well. Mm. Even though recruitment itself is like ten yeah, jobs, you still have to do it. But you still like, have to other, do other elements. Yeah. No, I really like that. I think um, obviously, look, recruitment is super repetitive. Super so like, I think as well, yeah, if you can, even though it's inv- it is actually beneficial to the, what you're doing and it, and mm-hmm. it enables it and it helps it, but yeah, it gives you something else to think about. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's fair. Is there anything else then? Like, if I'm a recruit right now, I'm going April. Yeah, really good point. But I can't do anything like that. Like, I wouldn't be supported to do that. Like, is there anything else that has has helped you? Um, react better to those types of things I think like I'm quite black and white person like the people okay. that are sitting there saying I don't have that support like I didn't necessarily go to Jack can you give me 20 grand to go and run an event I didn't have mm. any budget I didn't do it you know like it was my personal goal to go right I want to get more females into sales teams let's do an event about it okay. so that means that my job is now more diverse so like you don't need necessarily yeah, the support just get up and do it mm-hmm I'm quite black and white. Like yeah, that. <laughs> no, no, that's a good point. I think it's a good mindset to have though, right? Yeah. If you're constantly looking for support from somewhere else, then it means that you're not relying on yourself. Yeah. So just like those How people, did you sell it to Wiser then? I think for me, it was like a personal objective and they're really big on like you succeeding yeah, fair enough. and do like... Yeah, no, the, the reason why I sort of wanted to d- dig a bit deeper there is because like totally get your point and I think it's a really, really good point. But I was just keen to hear if there's anything else that has has sort of ended up in the April life that's enabled to like deal with these like shit think, times. Yeah, you just get shit thrown at you every day, don't you? Mm. You know, like the coffee machine's not working on Monday, get over it, run to print and get a coffee, you know, yeah, like get yeah. over it. Perspective, things. isn't it? It is perspective because I would only like you throw, it's so easy to throw a tantrum, yeah, but there so are easy. so many worse things going on in the world. Oh my God. Honestly, so many yeah, worse yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So it's course. like if you're crying about a candidate that didn't accept your job, like April, get over it, move on. Yeah. There's like thousands and thousands of salespeople in London, and I will find that person. I will get them a job. Yeah, yeah. cool. No, I really like that. It's perspective. It's it mindset. Is perspective. Absolutely. It's um, it's, it's something you got to cultivate, right? I yeah. think oh, I just thought you might have ended up talking about maybe meditation or anything like that, just because no, that that's helped really me a lot. Work for me, unfortunately. Well, I've actually got um, so we've got the event coming up in October, the mental health in sales event, right? Oh, okay, cool. And the people on the panel for that, we've got um, a mindfulness coach and that kind of thing that's going to come in and like teach sales directors how that they can implement changes into sales oh, nice. teams so i'm quite intrigued by it because i've yeah. never really really like pursued it mm. but like for me like yeah i had therapy yeah. that help it helped me but for me it's like keeping busy mm. i and that doesn't work for everyone yeah, it doesn't work to sit in. down and like yeah yeah no for me i just my mind goes mad so i'm just like get in the office get yeah. on the phone yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no fair enough no that, that's awesome okay cool so 18 months at wiser <laughs> indeed how how's it been Epic. Really? Honestly, I love it. I still love it. Really? I love it like the first day I joined. Really? Yeah. Why is that? They've just changed, like, um, it's actually a one-liner, but they've genuinely changed the way people think about work. Like, you can probably see by the culture and the environment here. Yeah, it's special. It's unique. It's very unique. That's like, that's like no bullshit, people. Like, it generally it is unique. Like, it that's no joke. Because everyone says they're unique, but you can feel it as soon as you walk in. Yeah. And I think, honestly, and th- I'm not just saying this, and Jack Catherine, my boss, is honestly one of the most epic people I've ever met in yeah. my life. He's been on this podcast. Yeah, I know he has. Him. He's a legend. And honestly, it brings tears to my eyes how much like time and effort and what he does for people is just incredible. Like, he's trained me. And, like, my mindset now is solely down to the way that he's made me think yeah, and the amazing. time that he's given me. And 
you know like I'm unique in the way that I do things like I can be loud I can be quiet I can do my things own way but he's completely adapted and he's given yeah me the just the platform to build my own brand now and it's honestly it's just brilliant okay cool so let, let's uh, unpack that a bit. Just yes. one thing that I want to touch on, because you said, I, I noticed that you said that earlier about that you was top biller back to back. Yeah. Skip that part. Um, <laughs> how have you done billing wise since you've been here? Yeah, it's been well. So I hit target like, my first full year. So last year I was just a case of coming in and What's been your best year? Uh, again, like percentage wise or numbers? Numbers. It was actually the last year of Certus. I did like 207. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So one thing that I always like to talk to people about, because yeah. a lot of people um, ask me, like, Hisham, I'm sort of, I'd love for people to talk about, I'm, um, so basically a lot of people say to me, Hisham, I'd love you to sort of uncover how someone went from like 100 to 200, 300, whatever, yeah. right? Because a lot of people may feel like they've hit that glass in if they're constantly yeah, billing 150K a year or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, well, so yeah. I guess um, from your perspective, like what are some of the, th the over this period? I know it seems like it's all been you're getting better at being consistent, and you're always trying to get your billions to go yeah. in one direction. But like, what um what are some of the sort of key things that have changed over the, that you've changed over the last mm -hmm. couple of years that have sort of helped you think like helps you get your billions to the next level, or you've had an increase in how you've done performance wise and things like that? Is there yeah. anything worth talking about there that you sort of changed? So who, so for the people that do say that it can be a bit you know boring and a bit like frustrating constantly getting like the one fifty to one eighty mark yeah. every year, it is really really hard to bill more than 250 grand a year as an individual consultant yeah. as with no resource, no, yeah. like you're doing it all on your own, yeah. right? So I've never billed more than 250, 260, like as an individual contributor. Okay. So, it, and that for people that question themselves, like why can't I bill more? It's really hard. You have to be working 14 hour days. You have to be like building projects mm. at night, working Sunday afternoons. And then that, that works for some people. Mm. So, for me like in all honesty like I've never been a manager I've never like I've never had a resourcer at Wiser like everything because I'm not very good it's at like all be overseeing yeah, yeah. all be down to me so like, don't feel doubtful that that's not success it's, oh, wow. what defines your success is like what you've actually achieved in that year right so it's like really for like me that. doing like one I did like I think 192 last year but within that like they say like, build a brand you start mm. posting on LinkedIn you know you're doing events and things like that and then that defines success to me I really like that you know, but a lot of directors would be like, "Oh, what many? What are your numbers? What are your numbers?" Like, <laughs> honestly, like, no, yeah. I think I think that's a really good point because, um, I think um, no, I think that's a really good point because I guess what you're also saying there is okay. So if it is just you and your bill and you've built yeah. 200k for the last two years, yeah, like. What, like, could there be an extra resource? Like, is that an option? Like, have you thought about getting someone in underneath you that can work yeah. your jobs and those stuff? That's that's a really good point. And then also, as you just said, like your 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 success isn't just defined by obviously the the end billings amount. Yeah. I really like that. No, it's no, it's not. And I think. Have I you been around big big billers though? Like what in terms of like the well yeah like, like there's people here that like Amelia um before she was at Dartmouth like she built quite a lot of money but then you also need to look at like the the setup and the deal values and the contracts and things mm. like that everything is relevant in its industry yeah, yeah yeah you know like doing half a million a year that might be executive search you've got ten people working on one account and then they're all, like feeding into like yeah, one yeah. beast. Mm. Like if you look at the numbers, what of that was your numbers that you build mm. on your own? 24k. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, and I had five resources. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say, what I'm um, always interested to ask, and then we'll get a bit onto the branding stuff because we'd love to get your perspective and your experience. Yeah. Um, what does a typical April Turner structure look like? So when you're doing well, yeah. What, tell me about your day. Like, how's that structure? Because people are always interested in that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, talk to me a bit about your structure because I'm sure that's had to evolve and get better. Oh, my God, yeah. Talk definitely. to me. I think my, my structure, and this is probably the worst thing I can say on this podcast, on. my structure's definitely gotten a bit more less structured as time's gone on. Okay. But for people that are starting in recruitment, we used to honestly get in at eight, write a to-do list from eight to 8.30, mm. and it would be like segmented by what, how many CVs you want to send, who you want to send them to, registrations that day, mm. BD, and so on, right? Mm -hmm. Then like 8.30 to 9.30, you'd be like thinking about what clients you want to work on that day. Yeah. 9.30 to 11.30, you'd just be doing like resourcing, going through job boards, calling, booking candidates yeah, yeah. in. The minute you book a candidate in, like you're pretty like satisfied, like get on with the yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, BD. So like you can go at it like that. Mm. But realistically, like how 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 many days of the year can you go in, yeah, write yeah, to do yeah. list, right? Get on job board. Yeah. Like job boards don't really exist, but this is like 2014. So what does your day look like now? 
You must have some a bit of structure. Doing podcasts, you know, <laughs> <laughs> running events. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's different now. So I think yeah, is that going back to that term I use, like work hard, uh, work smart, not hard. Yeah. You know, like just like reaching out to people, learning from them. Like we've got the elite, the sales community that we've got now, um, which mm-hmm. is a pretty much a job in itself, like making sure the content's there and. Mm. So it's quite reactive, my job. Okay. But I mean, you know, people that listen to this of years, years experience in recruitment, that won't be right for them. It won't be the yeah, same yeah, because yeah. they're still like building their own empire. Mm. So like, how I structure my day is very much based on like what's going to be an opportunity for me to, well, obviously one, make money. Yeah. But then also an opportunity for me to build my own brand. So mm. you need to spot an opportunity and jump on it. Not always be the idiot that's working 20 hour days, but not. Yeah. Know, making anything from it that doesn't really answer your question no, no no that's fine thank <laughs> no, you it doesn't. it's fine that's no, cool so <laughs> you've mentioned a few times building my brand what does that mean to you personal brand personal so brand <laughs> no what, what, what does that what does that mean to you as a recruiter because obviously when you started and you was 18 i'm sure you didn't yeah. hear your mum talking about personal brand oh my god absolutely not. yeah exactly it's a buzzword, isn't it? so talk to me like what like what does that mean to you as a recruiter like what does building my brand mean to you you know, like being able, like I got a message up down LinkedIn. April, your name come up at this event the other day, and you're like, how, where, like, where yeah. does that happen? Mm-hmm. It's really hard to quantify what your your personal brand means or is like mm. worth. For okay. me, it's just like sharing things on LinkedIn here and there, or just being me. Yeah. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean pushing things out on social media. It's more just like my brand is me. I'm loud. I go with the flow. Mm. I have an opinion. I'm pretty black and white. Mm. You know, this is my views on things. Happy to like always listen to others, but like that's my brand. And have if you I always been that way though, always. Really? I'd say more so now after what happened a few years ago. Now yeah, I'm just a yeah, bit yeah. more like to the point. Okay. Um, no, no, no. Okay, cool. So then, so how does that transfer in the online world? I like the way that you put that because I think that's where a lot of recruiters are missing the part. That's what they're missing is yeah. that at the end of the day, the biggest asset that you have and any recruiter has that's listening to this is, is themselves. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about there, what makes April, April, right? Yeah. So I guess like, what, just tell me a bit about that journey because there'll be people listening that have heard me speak about it and they know it's important, but they're mm-hmm. so scared to put April out there and these yeah. things. So like, talk to me a bit about okay. the journey of like yeah. building your brand. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Course, what, yeah. Talk to me a bit about that. So um, it all started actually probably like mid last year when um, we kind of collectively as a company were like, Let, let's kind of test the water with pushing content out on LinkedIn okay. so like, as consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we were kind of said, like, what, write something online that you, you know, really pisses you off. Okay. But not in a bad way, but mm. like talk about it from an educational point of view. Okay. So put something on LinkedIn that, you know, might educate your network. Mm-hmm. So I was like, right, you know what annoys me is that every client I work with says they want a 2-1 grad from a Russell Group University. And that means that they're going to be more successful than someone that doesn't. And because I didn't go to uni. Mm. So I put this post out on LinkedIn and it got like crazy response, yeah. like 500 likes or something. Mm. That's Before that, all I was doing was like job ads. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like going... <laughs> That's what everyone does. From my boss. How much? How much money do you make from posting about jobs? None. Zero. Zero, baby. Yeah, zero. Um, Yeah, don't do that, guys. It doesn't work. Um, So yeah, so I put this post out, and then from there, I kind of found my own voice. To be honest with you. Really. Yeah. Because you got a really big win like early on. So what happened off the back of that? Yeah, people messaging you. Honestly, it was crazy. Some people were messaging me, and then I tried to like push more and more content out there. Um, and then you know the time went on, and then it was more like meeting with. So I went. (laughs) Funny story. If Nazma's listening, she's my she's a legend. So Nazma's a client of mine, and we actually went for drinks, and she was a bit of a mentor, and she was like, "What don't you do enough of?" And I was like, I don't travel enough, so we just booked tr- fl- um, flights to Iceland. We went oh, a few wicked. weeks later, but then I started to share those stories of like Nazma, mm. my client in Iceland on LinkedIn. And you know, you just start to like build a picture of who you are, mm. and then it comes natural, mm. you know? And then the events off the back of that started happening. So then- when you say it comes natural, mm-hmm. you mean being April online? Yes, it did. I like that. It did. But that came from you, I'm sure, being a bit uncomfortable to start with or like oh not knowing God, what absolutely. you're doing. Oh my God, absolutely. I kept writing that post like 15 times and yeah. deleting it and sending it and to people. And what was you worried about? People's opinions. Just what people's opinions would be. Mm. Yeah. And, you and obviously d- I've got clients in my network, right, who are asking for those two on grads from Russell Group. So, it's so like, you was a bit worried you don't want to ruffle a few feathers yeah, and stuff. yeah. But then, you know, you're not going to get anywhere by being soft, are you? Yeah. That's, no, that's really true. Okay. And then... Your opinion then, so how long have you been on that journey for, would you say? I started that probably like summer last year, so about a year. Okay. Yeah. How, first question I get is, okay, how much money is it going to make me? 
really how- hard to quantify unless you spend a lot of time on it. So, but how how would you say a year a year later? How has it benefited you as a recruiter? How has it benefited you as a person? So, if you're looking at it from a BD perspective, right? So, let's say I'm messaging, you know, uh, a prospect A. If they're like looking at my LinkedIn, they see I'm pushing out content. They probably get a, build a picture of who I am. Yes. So then they find it much easier to respond to me because they probably know, you know, mm-hmm. I'm legit. I'm obviously yeah. not going at it in the normal like recruiter sense. Yeah. Got recommendations. Yeah. They're probably like seeing there's a lot of videos on there. So just get a feel for what we're all about. And mm-hmm. it just means that the whole process is much easier. Mm. You know, if you've got this bog standard black and white LinkedIn profile with like red, with a red tie, white shirt, Navy, Navy suit kind of recruiter approach <laughs> and the roly. Uh, <laughs> the roly. <laughs> um, then they're, they're just going to be like, there's another person that I don't really want to speak to, but just mm. make it more human. So it's helped you. So, and then what is that converted to them? People talk about that when you speak to them on the phone. Absolutely. And the, yeah, yeah. All the time. Yeah. That's the big thing. Yeah. Recommendations, referrals. Yeah. Mm. No, I really like the way that you put that because I think generally, like that, that is the se- that is the secret to it all, which isn't that much of a secret yeah. if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Because I think at the end of the day, that's totally right. If you're if you're sliding into my DMs, <laughs> right, and I'm a I don't know a, a tech salesperson, you're probably the fifth person sliding into my oh DMs my God, that day. Course, yeah, and. Who who do I want to engage with? If I go on April Turner's profile and I see a, I know a bit more about April, mm-hmm. or I go on to someone yeah about the person you're describing that hasn't shared anything that's relevant to me, yeah. or shared anything besides like the jobs. Mm-hmm. Who who Honestly, do you know what I mean? Honestly, it works like, wonders. I yeah. actually had a guy in last night who's so like one of those profiles that every recruiter would love to chat to, and I often ask the question is like why did you reply to a message? He was like it was just human and it was normal and you could see that there was a bit more to a story than sending out a 200 man project on LinkedIn love that saying that they're going to add 800 that's what it's about right so for me it's like (laughs) yeah no honestly I I love the way that you put that because obviously one it's happened quite naturally you've become more comfortable being you and like that that literally is it like that's like you don't need to overcomplicate it like but it's really hard to like get into it yeah yeah yeah, it's it's hard to get into it but generally it's it's starting obviously isn't it but I think it is going to be uncomfortable like I remember when I did my first video like I was really stiff like it was horrible like I openly shared it because it's grim really yeah like it's fine but i did about did it about 20 times it took 20 times to do it i've got some weird haircut going on like it's just <laughs> like it's, but you yeah. have to start somewhere yeah. and as you said i totally agree like you gradually just get more confident sharing who you are and i yeah. think the ultimate goal here this whole buzzword personal brand thing the ultimate goal here which hopefully this will relate to you is if april turner messes me if i'm a client or a candidate and then that process goes from April calling me or um, you engage with me and then we meet or we then uh, speak on the phone or whatever. The goal yeah. here is, wow, April, exactly how I thought yes, you was, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you've heard that, Absolutely. right? Yeah. That's the go- That's the whole goal with this. And that is, if you're a recruiter, that's your that's your biggest asset. Yeah. That's why I'm going to work with April over Tom down the road who like doesn't, do you know what I mean? I don't know who Tom is. Yeah, do you yeah, get what yeah, I mean? Absolutely, so everyone wants this... Um, point of difference but mm-hmm. ultimately that it's you and yeah. i think cool so i guess last bit on that yeah i know you sort of touched on it but it'd be good just to get your opinion so like right now i'm in recruitment i'm hearing this and i'm like april i'm so scared what's your go-to advice to like start because that is that i have my own advice for that but like what, what would you say scared to someone to start scared to, scared to start like doing being me online and these things like what's what's your I mean, go-to advice you start something you have to have confidence in yourself that like being you is that what you like right because if you're mm. having a bit of a down day then you don't want to start sharing content because it might be not what people want to hear about or yeah, see yeah. um but I, you know it's, it's actually quite a hard question to answer you just got to go with what you're thinking as long as it's not offensive okay I would honestly say that. Mm. Like, what is there to lose? Honestly. Yes. What is I love there that. to lose? Love that question. And I always think when I have like when I've got a family and they're like, Oh mum, like what was your like what was the day for you that you just like it all it all worked out? It's like you just gotta make sure that you tell your kids that you went like you fucking worked hard for it and you just that's, went with it. Yeah. Don't be scared to type in a bloody status on LinkedIn and share it. What's the worst thing that's gonna happen? Bob saying, I don't I'm offended by your post, but like just get yeah, rid of it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go with it. Like no like, no one like changed the world overnight by sitting behind the screen, did they? Mm. And doing nothing about it. I really like that. So I'm getting really passionate about it. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Oprah Winfrey. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so look, as as we um wrap up then, mm-hmm. so I guess um a few things actually. Um, so for you then, you so you're now in a slightly different role. So you started as just out and out recruiter. Yes. Um, so just quickly, actually, female in tech and tech sales, these things. Yeah. What? How did that come about? Like, why are you passionate about that? 
The women in sales thing, you mean? Yeah, because obviously that's relevant to recruitment as well. It, do you know what it is for me? It's just the impact that it has on like the, the performance of a team. I think people don't think about enough. Go so, on, elaborate. So, you know, if you're... And when I... When the, the whole topic is obviously very sensitive. There's only th- certain things you can say about it. But, you know, I do believe male or female, like, you could still do... The, the, the job, job well yeah of course right so i'm not saying that like men think they're doing a better job than women no, or vice no, no. versa it's none of that it's just you know as a woman naturally you mentioned it earlier we get more attached to like things not going well we get emotional so if i'm like sitting with like a very heavy heavily male dominated sales team who don't understand and i'm like oh, i just want to chat to like a female boss about yeah. that or someone yeah. in my team who's on like another must, female sales massive, yeah. It ha- like it helps, right? So mm. if I'm pissed off in my job, I don't mm. feel like anyone's appreciating what I'm saying. That means that I'm not going to perform, which then ultimately affects the company's performance. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why people aren't thinking about it. Mm. Does that make sense? That's so. the angle that I'm coming at it from. Yeah. It's just like it makes sense to have equally balanced like sales yeah, teams yeah, yeah, yeah. just for the performance of, the, of mm. the company. So do you proactively try and get more females in your industry then? No, I wouldn't say that because then that's like the whole like you know unconscious bias thing of like thinking you're trying to solve no I mean there's nothing wrong if you have an intention to try and get yeah I think so but you know we're lucky here at Wise we've got like 56% female but obviously we've got creative team and recruitment team but even the recruitment floor is pretty balanced I think if you're if you're seen to trying to be doing it it does it's not appealing Mm. you know if I'm like like, you know if I really want to recruit females like it's a bit too I think I think it, I, I totally get what you mean, but and then I think it just comes down because that's my whole a bit. I agree a bit also with that a bit like the mental health thing. Like I think mm. it's such an easy word to use now. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think that also oh gosh, t- yeah. I get what you mean. So, but I think at the end of the day, it comes back to what we were just talking about a second ago. Whereas if you are if you're t- if April's talking about it, and then yeah. I sit down in a room with April and like you're talking about the same thing, like I think that's fair enough. Like yeah. if it's you're actually being real about it because mm-hmm. obviously I'm sure there's a lot of companies that you work with that say yeah like diversity is really important to us, of and then course. they ask you and then like you get a few females with the door they're like nah absolutely do you know what I mean we all know yeah, what's yeah, going yeah, on do you know what I mean so yeah. it's like cool so I guess as as we finish then so you're now going into a slightly different role yes well yeah I'm recruitment so it's it, like yeah, so obviously the, the unique thing about Wiser is obviously it's a half employer brand agency yeah so 50% creative 50% recruitment okay mm-hmm. so I guess what's your view on employer brand and these things and like what are you talking to businesses about that it's think, so bloody important yeah, like yeah. honestly it's crazy how important it is and people don't think about how it how can a recruiter impact that if they don't have half employer brand agency like did you typically talk about that if you didn't work for Wiser uh, yeah, so it's like little things, right? So, you know, I'm a software salesperson. I've got an amazing profile, but I've been given 10 job specs. Five of them have got black font on white paper. Five of them are like PDS brochures, interviews with the sales directors. What made them successful? Where would you go? Mm-hmm. Just off the basis of a yeah, job yeah, set, where would true. you go? Like if you look at the candidate experience and the journey that they're going through and why they're saying no to job specs or why they're saying no to like applying for a job, it's all the way that your brand's being perceived online. And I promise you now that employer branding is going to be more important than consumer branding one day. How can, re- how can recruiters impact that? You can just by educating your clients, right? Like I came here with no idea what employer branding was. And even now I've been a recruiter up until three months ago. Like I'm I'm no expert, but it's the basics. Sure. It's like, guys, your LinkedIn photos, your sales director's holding a beer. Do mm. you know what I mean? Like that needs to change. It just mm. looks so unprofessional. Or, mm. you know, the content's not consistent across LinkedIn profiles. Mm. Um, people are jumping around. The glass door reviews are bad. Just like generally, like yeah. if I was looking for a job, would I go to you? Probably not. And it's okay to be honest. Mm obviously don't offend them yeah, yeah, yeah but you know it's interesting i'm just thinking I, I don't think i ever i totally agree yeah but it's like i'm just trying to think people listening like how the hell do i impact that do you know what i mean i totally get it's, it's basic to, you can't impact it it's but like no to influence that because obviously it's in our, it's an inner recruiter's interest yeah for sure no again i think it's coming back to being consultative right i yeah. think i think it's totally right and i think um it's just i just find it interesting yeah like, it's very interesting yeah okay and what what's um what are some of the the common things that you're seeing then the common pitfalls that people are making so you mentioned some of the basics there but what are the common things that you see that people are just going way wrong with their employer brand that you've just seen just naturally? like career sites are just really poor bad aren't they yeah yeah especially when they're like through an ats and they're like it's just black loads of black font and oh, you like horrible. don't even know what you're applying for it's yeah. just, just that it's just terrible in itself mm. it's hard to quantify right because you can't really see like the talent you're losing out on mm. but you know like imagine you know like looking at it's hard to say you know like Salesforce there might have been the top billing software salesperson at Oracle that's gone on to Salesforce's yeah. website and they've left because it looks rubbish mm. you can't see that 
because it's yeah, really yeah, hard yeah, to yeah, unfind track. Yeah. But like yeah. that's the kind of story we're trying to build is like how much challenge you know that you're losing out on or you don't yeah. know you're losing out on. Wicked. All right. Well, look, I always like to ask people, mm-hmm. what's uh, what's what's April excited about at the moment? What's going on in your world, Dan? Oh, have you got an event coming up? We have got an event coming oh, man, up. Here we go. Shameless <laughs> plug. No, no, we have. So men- mental health in tech mental, sales? Mental health in sales. It's run in, by in the sales, elite. not just tech sales? No, in sales. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's run by the elite, which is obviously a sales community, which is solely SaaS sales professionals. So cool. it'll be heavily like tech yeah, people yeah, yeah. there. And what, um, what's the sort of agenda behind that? Like, what what sort of message are you trying to get to these people? Or what sort of value are you going to try and give them? you know what? Honestly, I want to learn from it as well. Yeah, and of course. I think that, like, VPs what are you hoping sales to learn from and it? sales directors, there's, there's a way that we can, like, uh, execute this into sales teams without it being based around what you think you should be doing. You know, like, for example, sending out phones ringing. Sorry, guys. Sorry, trying to close the deal. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's all about like how can we help sales teams perform better because having up like having months where it's like not going well and working twelve hour days like it has an impact on you. Yeah, of course it does. And I think it's just how can we as sales people be more open minded and educate you know like your team on what to look out for or. I think it's the same help. in recruitment, isn't it? Like yeah, well, recruitment is sales, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so I'm quite excited to learn. So excited for that? I am. Anything else? Uh, what's coming up? Got Lost Village next week. Oosh, oh oosh. God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not nuts, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> cool, well, no, look, that, that's amazing. Well, look, I think um, I've really enjoyed this. I think being so open and honest. I think right. um, what I always ask people before we finish yes. is one question. Go on. You can answer it with a phrase, just a, a sentence, a word, whatever mm-hmm. comes to mind. <laughs> so if, if you could communicate to every single recruit out there, they'd listen, they'd take on your advice, yeah. they'd implement it tomorrow, what would you be telling them? Just keep going. Keep going. Mm. Good advice, that, Just isn't keep it? Going, keep yeah. going. Cool. Look, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.